0: This is the Morning Brief from the Economic Times.
1: It's that time of the year when everyone is looking to make heads turn. When everyone wants to be a pataka. And more importantly, when being desi is in vogue. People want to flaunt their finest traditional wear for Diwali and for the upcoming wedding season. But most importantly, for the gram.
2: My name is Vijaya. I'm 27 years old. And um, when it comes to Kanjivaram saris, I have a
1: tradition of buying one every year for Diwali. I have done for almost like what six to seven years now, excepting last year because of the COVID situation, I wasn't able to go to a shop and pick out my sari, But this year I have. And I really, really look forward to it because it's like a really fun occasion and all my, my entire family dresses up and we take a lot of pictures and we get to post on Instagram. So I really look forward to that one time a year when I buy that silk sari. So it's no surprise then that this plays in the background of every other Instagram story during Diwali Vatsala.
3: Why don't we join the bandwagon and explore the world of silk sarees, stendhia that I'm sure will easily be the centre of attraction in all the events you spoke of, well, including the gram. Let's talk
1: about the two most celebrated styles of the drape, Kanjivaram and the Banarsi. For today's episode, we take you through the bylanes lanes of Kanchipuram and Banaras. We also speak to celebrated designer Gorang Shah, renowned author and textile scholar Rita Kapoor Chishti, Textile activist Sabita Radha Krishna and Suta co founder Sujata Biswas to tell us about what makes these two clusters special while also giving you the whole nine yards about how COVID has impacted weavers. I'm Vatsala Gaur and I'm Dia Rekhi, and you're listening to this special cracker of an episode of the Morning Brief. So, Dia, when was the last time you bought a kanjivara? Vatsala, I only steal my mom's sarees. But with the number of friends who are getting married this year, I feel like I should use it as an excuse to build my own exquisite collection.
4: Handloom is handloom. The traditional way of weaving is no one can beat that. How much ever you get your power loom in, how much ever you get your machinery in, handloom means the weaver is putting his emotions, his, his joy, his laughter, his daily story into the weaving. Believe me, when you put a handwoven sari and a powerlum sari next to each other, a good a person who would who is a lover of sari will always uska hakjaiga hand woven sari That sari speaks to them. The sari speaks the weaver's story, the weaver's emotions. Believe me, the handwoven sari has lots of mistakes when they weave. The Jamdani is the Kanjivaram Saris, there are some mistakes when they weave, but that's what it is: it's hand. Mistakes are bound to happen. The fabric is very tight when he is very happy. The fabric is little loose when he is very angry. Two people sit on the loom, either father, son, husband, wife. They speak to each other through their hands. They talk to each other, they share their stories. They share their emotions. That's what hand loom is about. That's what hand loom sarees tells. Whereas the machine, it is just one cut, cut, whole day. And in whole day, you can take out three to four sarees from a power loom machine.
3: That was Hyderabad based ACE designer Gorang Shah on the beauty of handloom saris. And after that description, I must say I'm tempted
1: to buy some saris for myself as well. For sure. In fact, Gorang works with about 800 weavers across the country. And he said the biggest challenge he's facing right now is that he's run out of stock.
4: We did good business last year. The second wave this year was very bad, it affected lots of all, all of my villages. All of my weavers, the production totally stopped for four months. Right from, you can say, Rajasthan, where I work in Kota, to Banaras, to Gujarat, Maharashtra, uh, Tamil Nadu, Karnataka, Andhra, everywhere, all my production stopped. And the effect of that is coming now to me because I don't have any stocks right now. The work started only sometime in September. And uh, my sarees take anywhere between four, five months to a year to weave. So I'm zero stocks right now.
1: While Gorang believes that this is just a temporary hiccup and that things will get back on track soon, it isn't a bed of roses. The
3: lockdown was a particularly grim time for the weaver ecosystem, but now with demand increasing, things seem to be looking up.
1: Yes, they certainly are. In fact, I visited Kanchipuram, which is popularly known as the city of silk and the city of 1000 temples, and I'm so excited to share this. Small nugget of information that I came across with you, Vatsala, because it comes as no surprise that this temple town has a really divine history when it comes to saris. According to Hindu mythology, it's believed that a sage named Markandeya wove the first silk sari for goddess Kamakshi, who is the reigning deity of Kanchipuram. And all these weavers are considered to be descendants of sage Markandeya, who is supposed to have woven the first tissue from lotus fibre. Oh, that's fascinating. Absolutely. So what was your visit to Kanchipuram like, dear? So it was an immersive experience to say the least, and I don't know how it is in Banaras, but in Kanchipuram, the warp thread is stretched across the street between these two wooden structures. So starch is applied on it and it is kept in the sun to dry, after which it's stretched and set on the loom. I got to see these saris come to life and it was beautiful. But what was equally striking, Vatsala, was the condition that these artisans and weavers live in.
5: Last month, I didn't even earn 5,000 rupees. We wove only about 1.5 saris. That's one full saree plus half. Yesterday, they asked us to weave three saris, so we are just working on that now.
1: That was Punita Natarajan talking about the challenges that the lockdown and erratic work have brought her. It isn't just her, but the 60,000 weavers in Kanchipuram who are facing a similar ordeal. Nearly 50,000 of these weavers are registered under the Tamil Nadu Silk Cooperative Society. COVID seems to have really dampened the festive spirit in Kanchipuram, dear. It has, and there's no doubt about it. Also, it isn't just Kanchipuram. I feel like COVID has been a real buzzkill for everybody. And that, in turn, is affecting these weavers. Because barring these weddings that are coming up, I myself have had no reason to wear a sari since Feb last year. Many of these weavers are in debt and claim that they are being harassed to repay their loans when they haven't had any income for months now. Listen in to what Lakshmi Nataraj had to say.
5: The work is better compared to earlier, but we are not able to earn we got a loan of 50,000 rupees, which we aren't able to repay. Last month, no payment was possible. Those who have money are managing, but we don't have any. So the bank keeps adding interest.
1: But have things gotten better for the most part? They certainly have gotten better, I think, in terms of Weavers getting work. But through the lockdown, they've had no work, so their income was nil. But there are other issues cropping up now. Here's Punita weighing in on that.
5: They used to ask us to weave two saris in a month. Now, they have asked for three. If they have orders, they give us work. But during the rains, work can be hard because what usually takes us four days can then take up to ten days. But we don't really have any trouble on the work front otherwise.
1: Kanji varams are very festive, celebratory saris, and not really everyday wear. And with smaller guest lists and people putting celebrations like birthdays on the back burner, these weavers have taken a bad hit.
6: Hi, I'm Devulina Chakraborty, and uh, I have not worn a Banarasi sari myself, but I have gifted one to my mother. And uh, since COVID, I have not uh, attended a lot of weddings, so I have not bought... Saris, which are as heavy as Banarasi or Akanjivaram. Varam.
1: And another factor that is playing spoil sport is the drastic drop in the number of tourists to this temple town from across India and abroad. Textile activist Sabita Radhakrishna said that this was a huge dent to their sales through COVID. In line with this, she adopted four clusters in South India through the pandemic and helped them sell 2000 saris online. She believes that marketing is key for these weavers, be it in Kanchipuram or Banaras.
2: See, marketing is the main thing because they will continue to weave as long as they get support, as long as they get procurement of raw material and the wages are paid. So what happens is they rotate the money. They put back the money and it's an ongoing process i find that the benares weavers are also very much affected and they are willing to take up any job see this is the case with any weaver across india and uh, the benares weavers are selling fruit in the market and they are going in for menial jobs anything that could get them income they are migrating to the south they feel that uh, things are much better there there are more people to help them out and see, they were looking to power looms also. Banaras were being woven by power looms, but power looms have also shut down. We were going to lose out on our traditional skills. They're they all going to drift away. And believe you me, revival is quite a challenge. If these skills die out, it's going to require all our effort and strength and help from the government to bring them back.
3: So, I was wondering, Dia, how long does it take for these weavers to
1: make a sari by hand? It takes about 10 to 15 days for one sari, Vatsala. So, in a good month, these weavers said they would make about two saris a month and earn around 6 to 10,000 rupees. But you know, these saris can sell anywhere between 4,000 to 4 lakh rupees or much more depending on where you buy them from. One of the things I learned from these weavers is that they don't want their children to continue the family
4: occupation. But our guests had differing views on this. In today's times, weaver's children all are in handloom business only. After this WhatsApp and Instagram and social media and the way it has opened up, everyone is back to this. No weaver's children are leaving and going in any other sector. My weaver's itself, you take the case, at least 7-8 years back, they were going away. But once this whole boom of social media and all has started, everyone has come back. Here's what Rita Kapoor Chishti,
1: co-author of Saris of India, Tradition and Beyond, had to say.
0: They've been pushed to the last rung. For instance, in Kanchipuram, till uh, lalita Ji was there, they supported a Nokia factory, which took away a lot of the weavers into this highly skilled, you know, what they needed with their nimble fingers. But anyway, the interesting thing about the Nokia factory is that uh, I think six months before Amma passed away, Uh, this Nokia factory agreement was cancelled. I don't know what the background of it is, but it was cancelled. But I got a number of calls from weavers and from people producing in Kanchipuram that we have the weavers, now we can do this. But I think uh, they don't get such a great deal, equivalent to what they deserve at its finest. Because Covid has, uh, unfortunately, the trade systems, buying systems, the raw material systems, Uh, of supply have broken down and therefore the markets do. So weavers are at the rawest end of this uh, circle. Now, the other thing we've mixed up in this whole game is that we haven't counted for... The skills are never one blank tablet called skill. There's a high level, there's a medium level and there's a base level. But if the base level exists, there is an aspiration of the weaver to go into the middle level and to go to the high level. A high level will always be fewer because to do that, you require not only skill and intelligence, uh, you require great perseverance. How many people will go and bother about all the detailing? After all, it's a mathematical art. You have to acquire that, uh, the mathematics required for that and you have to practice it. And That's a difference of attitude. Uh, It can't be taught. It can be only inculcated in somebody who has that desire. But enough about my trip. Tell me about
1: yours. I've never been to Banaras, but I will definitely give you a good entry, full Hollywood style. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs>
3: As I was listening to you describe Kanjivaram and its sarees, I realized a lot of it holds true for Banaras as well dear. So I also have a nugget of information to share with you. We all know Banaras is the oldest living city in the world. So the origin of the brocade work that the city excels in is also traced to the really ancient Rig Vedic times. It is believed that the cloth of gold worn by gods, that was called Hiranya, was the earliest equivalent for the present-day brocade that you find in markets. When the Mughal rule happened, the activity reached its peak under the patronage of emperors like Akbar. And in present day, the activity is carried out primarily by a Muslim community that use the title Ansari for themselves. And about 95% of all weavers in the city belong to the community and their forefathers have been engaged in the craft for hundreds of years now. But you know, Dia, the moment you step into a bunker colony, as they are called, and they are spread all over the city, in Alaipura, Kotwa, Lota, among others where I went to, you are first confronted with a really sad paradox. So when we think silk, we think of celebration, abundance, prosperity, right? Unfortunately, the weavers who make them live far from prosperous lives.
1: One can only imagine then how the pandemic would have impacted them.
3: Exactly. Anyway, the number of weavers in the city that used to be in lakhs at at one point is on a decline. So according to a 2015 statistic, there were about 40,000 weavers in Banaras. It is partly because of the reluctance, like you said, of the coming generations to take to the craft that requires long hours of effort and precision, and partly because the older generations also now want to shield their kids from the life of uncertainty that they have lived. The pandemic has caused many palu owners to sell their machines and migrate to the more industrialised towns, to say, work in sari folding units in Surat. A far cry, by the way, from the creative occupation they were engaged in.
5: Weavers have fled to Bangalore, Ahmedabad and started doing manual labour. Some are working in factories, Others have picked up jobs at caterers. It will take at least 10 years to recover from the setback that the whole business has received.
3: So, this was 65 year old Yunus, a third generation master weaver from Varanasi, narrating the ordeal the pandemic struck upon his business. And he employs both
1: Handlu and Palu methods. 10 years? That's so heartbreaking, Matsala. With his age and experience, I'm sure he's seen enough to know that this is the case but gorang did say that this whole movement towards conscious and sustainable clothing is providing an impetus to traditional weaving
4: power loom cannot take pure silk yarn power loom cannot take pure cotton khadi yarns power loom needs that strong synthetic yarn power loom cannot take pure zari power loom can take only tested plastic zari so power loom is all about plastic and synthetics whereas handloom is all about purity that's the difference. There are lots of youngsters, young designers also who work with only handloom. You see these big multi-brand stores also, something like Lifestyle Shopper Stop, even they have a handloom range now.
3: Interestingly, while we have taken to work from home only in the last two years, for weavers, it has always been like that, there. You know, the looms are all set up inside houses. So even if they are working for someone else, they only have to go to the employer's house, which is located in the same colony. This also has been a key reason for them to stick to the job despite the low returns. The weavers who have quit have also been forced to leave the area of comfort and rising costs on the other hand is making things worse.
5: We used to have 100 artisans working for us. Two thirds of them have left.
3: Before the lockdown, the sales were good. Then there was a slump. Now there
5: is a slight improvement due to the festive season. But while the cost of making each sari has gone up by 2000 rupees, we aren't able to sell at that rate. When buyers from Kolkata and Surat visited us, they offered us a dismal rate. A sari that is sold for 2000 to 2200 rupees, they wanted to buy it for 1400.
1: Just to be sure though, what has caused
3: this steep rise in cost? It's the price of the silk yarn, or what they call the pure katan yarn dia, imported from China, and the price is shot through the roof. Anyway, that was a master weaver speaking, who we know have more resources and contacts, and who in turn hire weavers on wage. The wage-earning weavers, who occupy the lowest level of the hierarchy, are facing their own set of issues.
5: People from the electricity department have come at least 8 to 10 times this month and we don't have enough money to pay the bill. We will pay it sooner or later. It's not as if the government will waive it off. It is almost as if for us the lockdown hasn't ended. In a month, we make about 300 saris. Working on plain fabric fetches about 7,000 rupees a month for a weaver, while jacquard work gets us around 10,000. But this is all we earn to sustain our families.
3: This was Muhammad Junaid of Varanasi's Alaipura colony, who worked on wage for a master weaver. It is not hard to gauge the standard of living of most such weavers if you know they get paid as low as 12 to 14 rupees for a plain fabric they make on a paloom. The wage for a jacquard weave on a paloom is slightly higher, can get up to 100 or 125 rupees, but
1: that's about it. But Vatsala, just like in Kanchipuram, has the festive season brought any respite to the weavers in Banaras? Well, dear, yes, sales do seem to be
3: gradually inching up.
5: Post Corona, there was a steep slump. Now things have improved, but not much. We are able to do about ten to fifteen percent of our original business.
3: This was told to us by a middleman named Vinod Kumar who sources the pure silk saris from the weavers and finds buyers for them in the market. I also spoke to a sari shop owner around the Kashi Vishwanath temple. The temple town that it is, shops depend heavily on the tourists and devotees for their business.
5: Covid has impacted business in a big way. Our trade depends on tourists. Until they come, Business will be slow. We have seen some tourists coming in now and we hope business will slowly revive from here. Naturally, weavers are badly hit as there are few buyers for what they produce, but they need to sustain their livelihood somehow. They take whatever they are getting, even if it means selling the sari at half the usual market price.
3: So that was Mr. Subhash Cheswal, who owns a shop in one of the many winding lanes that lead up to the temple.
1: I'm sure your meeting with these weavers would have brought a sobering realization like it did for me. It truly did, Dia. Plus, you know, this is only the COVID led impact that we're
3: discussing. Of course, there are many fundamental issues plaguing the industry as a whole as well, you know, like delays in payments. Also in Varanasi in particular, after the state government last year took a step towards removing the power subsidy, even though they had to later put it on hold after resistance from weavers, the weavers constantly live under that fear.
1: This issue of delayed payments is actually something which is happening across the board because I noticed that happening in Kanchipuram as well. But you know, when we asked Gorong on how weavers could improve their condition, here's what he had to say
4: they are stuck ki hum yahi banate the zamane se hum yahi we hum koi color change nahi karenge na texture change karenge na design naya karenge they feel ki hamara yahi hamara tradition hai hum maintain karenge even i agree ye aapka tradition hai you keep the same weaving techniques but you need to change the designs according to the times people are expecting new designs new colors new textures keep the weaving technique the same
3: But I did realize something interesting while speaking to these weavers. It was that those who had a digital presence were better off than those who did not. Listen in to hear what Sujata Biswas, co-founder of Suta, had to say.
6: So Suta has been working with uh, 15,000 plus viewers and artisans now from different parts of India. And the lockdown specifically has been a boon for Suta because this is the time when Weavers who had their own supply chains fixed, which is supplying to, let's say, some stores, mostly via physical spaces, that got disrupted. Um, And hence, these weavers reached out to players like Suta, because we are online. So we onboarded a lot of weavers. We have almost 150 weavers in Banaras who we work with. With them, pandemic um, was not too difficult for them, because we kept giving them work we promised promised 365 days of work with all our weavers. So for even the 150 weavers who work with us from Banaras, they didn't have any problems during lockdown. Though we sat on a lot of um, inventory, we also were buying a lot of inventory which was lying with them. Uh, that's how we actually onboarded a lot of new weavers in Kanjipuram as well as uh, in Banaras. So we launched a lot of one-of-a-kind sarees during uh, the lockdown.
1: Sure, I noticed this too. In fact, Sujata said that the reason they don't have too many Banarsi or Kanjivaram saris on their site is because they're a little expensive.
6: So the saris which we are getting made in Banaras as well as in uh, Kanjipuram, they are usually a little heavier on pocket than saree which is woven in West Bengal, have we what we have worked on, very simple saris Because Banaras and Kanjipuram, they mostly celebrate motifs and mostly worked with a lot of a lot of zari work right the silk they work on the weavers they usually procure it locally and uh, those silk and the zari which is their specialty they are they become expensive when you work on motifs on that so what we're trying to do is we're trying to simplify the motifs but irrespective they will always be more expensive because a it's handloom plus it's uh, it's about celebrating motifs. Hence, we are trying to work with a lot of different kind of weavings. For example, what we are trying to do is be introducing modal thread. We are trying to do cotton kanji puram so that the prices become a little less, and uh, you know then these weavers get a lot more work. We do not want these kind of crafts to die or ever uh, vanish. Hence, we are working a lot on making them. Um, lighter on pocket, so that the essence of Banaras and essence of Sanjivulam doesn't go away. At the same time, people get to keep one in their cupboard or two in their cupboard.
3: More than just saris, handloom forms an integral part of our cultural identity. And despite the casual reference to it being a dying art form, we are seeing green shoots of it making a comeback in a more contemporary form. Covid nineteen has battered the industry for sure. But hope is a good thing, so here's
1: to hope and our weavers this Diwali. I'm Vatsala Gore and I'm Dia and you've been listening to the Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Anjali Venugopalan. The episode was produced by Parun Kapahi, and the sound editing was done by Soundarya Jayachandran from our partners at awaz.com. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday but will not air tomorrow on Friday on account of Diwali. Write in with your feedback at timesgroup.com. and if you like this episode, do share it on your social media handles. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening in and wishing you a very happy Diwali. Credits for all external clips used in this episode have been mentioned in the episode description.